Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Get this started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a post WrestleMania edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com editor in chief Ryan Satin here with the usual suspects. Uh, first up, Jamie Iovine reporting live from Spotnik. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Nobody out here can hear me scream because I am in space. Just so people aren't so confused, we're on Zoom and Jamie has his virtual background on. <laughs> since this is an audio-only thing that we're going to be I'm doing. I'm glad you clarified it for everybody so they know that I'm not actually in space. I'm going to ruin this I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, also here with Kevin Silva. I'm grass. <laughs> uh, as well as James McKenna. 
I don't care anymore. Everything's fine. <laughs> Next to Titus O'Neil. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. B- before this may be we... our best episode. <laughs> or worst. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we didn't do one of these after night one because we Zoomed for four hours and I didn't feel like talking to you guys afterwards for another right. hour and a half. Cool, that's but, next you. But, <laughs> but, but uh, all right, so now we've had both nights. And before we dig into all of the details of night two, maybe we'll discuss the Boneyard match a little as well. Uh, overall, what did you guys think of the show? Uh, and which night did you think was better? Night two is so much better. Yeah. So much better. It was a stacked lineup. It, I don't know. They, they, but the Boneyard match made night one. Please turn your um, fucking grass thing off your face. It makes me so mad. I, I wasn't. I was holding back from mentioning it for podcast use, but like this is guys. Kevin's in Fern Gully. Yeah, you guys Kevin, are killing me. This is an audio podcast. Let's stick on target here, on topic here. Listen, Ryan. Audio. I could be grass if I want to be grass. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about uh, you, James? I, what, Oh, Jamie, there you go. Go ahead. Yeah, I was like, you want to hear his opinion again? Um, <laughs> um, I, you know what? I, um, the way I looked at it is it like the way it, it's almost like the way it played out. If you combine both nights together, it almost is played out like it was one night, you know? Like if it was all those matches in a row, right? What it should have been. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Like if you if you really wanted to like place it in an order, which it would have been, which it would have been that long. I mean, eight yes. hours it, it would have been like if you had the pre shows, it would have been that long. But um, I just think that like I don't know, the pacing was good. Um, I just have a soft spot for this for this uh, WrestleMania because they gave us nothing when they when they didn't have to. And I said, you mean they gave us something when they didn't have to? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why. Seven. 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 Um, um, oh man! No, they gave they gave us a, they gave us a really entertaining two nights when they really didn't have to. And I don't know. I'm always gonna you know people always are like making those tweets and memes and stuff saying like the real heroes are those like check yeah, at the checkout counter and stuff. And yes, they are of course 100 percent probably more so. But I, going for a second chance. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, I'm saying they are of course more so. But I'm saying. Some credit should be given to those everybody involved, crew, wrestlers, everybody involved tonight. Because, like I said, they gave us something where they didn't really have to. Oh, yeah. And I, the thing I've kind of taken away from wrestling over the past few weeks is, I, I think everyone, especially like non fans who are kind of like getting back in the loop or getting intrigued by this, uh, it's bringing a weird sense of normalcy to a time where there honestly is none of that where it's like this dependable show that's on each week. The storylines haven't changed. They're still doing their shows, albeit without an important part. Uh, but it's still evolving in front of our eyes, and it's one of the few things that's still allowed to do that. Like, filming for 99% of stuff's off TV. There's no sports. This is, besides news, one of the few things that's getting created daily for us, which, I mean, I can't recall a thing that's been like this ever. I got yeah, no, it. I got to percent Yeah, absolutely. But I don't want to get too off tra- topic here because we have so many things to <laughs> discuss still. And we're getting off the plot a little bit because everyone's been drinking here. So I want to reel it back in a little bit. 
uh, to WrestleMania as opposed to just the WWE stuff as a whole. Because uh, James, you mentioned one thing uh, when we first started when we first started answering the question that I put out there. Uh, you said it should have been one night for eight hours. Did you not like the two hour the two day format? No. I when... like to elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just ha- just hate it. <laughs> it's. I feel with these types of shows, there's a certain type of momentum that comes along with it. Uh, whenever you separate it by two days, it kind of just feels like this just long, drawn-out thing where it's like, I know we're doing nothing in quarantine anyways, and it's fine, but uh, I would have appreciated just one long-ass show where we could all just sit and enjoy uh, instead <laughs> of breaking it over two nights and... I don't know. It's just me. I prefer a long, drawn-out show. See, uh, I'm, like, totally the opposite, and I freaking hate an eight-hour show. Like, honestly, when I'm sitting there watching an eight-hour show, and I know Jamie's the same way when he goes, Jamie will go to WrestleMania late because he doesn't want to watch an eight-hour show. And I know I've said it before, and like, I'll say it again. They need to realize the average waist size of their common viewer. They yeah. place those well, not seats even- so close for eight hours. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like the Disney problem where they had to fix that too in a, in a lot of the uh, the places at Disneyland as well. But no, I, I'm just talking about in terms of just like keeping people's attention. Like, I have ADD, so like, and I'm not just like one who says like, oh, I have ADD, like Lucy. Oh, I actually have ADD, yeah, yeah. and so like, it, eight hours is so long to watch anything. Like, I can't watch anything for eight hours, and I, I've watched so many obviously and stuff for that length. I, I think my argument with all of that is just like, I, you're right. Nothing should be eight hours long. WrestleMania no. last year shouldn't have been eight hours long. Like, no. here's the thing. No offense to them, but like the Natty Liv Morgan match. Did we need that? No. Did we need- it was on the kickoff show. But did we need two hours of pre-show? No. Like there is so much filler that like you technically can shave off. Um, where like, I believe I'd be, would have to go back and check the ticker tape and everything, but like Edge uh, Edge Orton, I think that as of right now is officially the second longest match in Mania history. Really? Yeah. Like it was it, long. It, it, it. I think it's a little over thirty-seven minutes, which beats out uh, the WrestleMania two thousand four way by like forty seconds. I mean, okay. that, I mean, the only thing that leaves left is that the Iron Man match, right? Yeah, exactly. Iron Man match is the only thing it won. But, like, there's a lot that could have been whittled down. And, like, granted, eight hours is long, but, like, one real tight six-hour show? Yeah, I'm for that. Like, that's See, I, 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 like, personally, this show, to me, should have been three hours. and it, Or, let's say, four hours max. Yeah. One night, four hours, and they, they just only did the things that mattered. They didn't need – and we'll get into it, but they didn't need Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Garza. Like, they didn't need some of those matches. They didn't need to have every title defended here, you know? And so – um, and not every title was, but you know what I mean? Like they, they didn't need that necessarily. They, they needed a tight WrestleMania in my opinion. However, um, I, you know, I actually, if they're going to do eight, if they're going to, you know, be adamant about doing these long shows now for WrestleMania, WrestleMania being this huge event, I am much more cool with two, four hour shows than I am with the eight hour show. Because also this gives two main events like you know like for real main events and and to me that's that's that f- is needed in my opinion the only thing with that is that like wwe is not gonna like be like 
you get one ticket for two for two days, like you're gonna buy. It's gonna be like, do people want to buy two tickets each for the weekend? And like, do people does WWE want to do two holds on a on an arena or a, or a stadium? I don't know. It just seems like a lot. I mean, the arena factor seems like not a problem since the arenas, you know, the ta- the, the places all bid sure. for the spot. But, um, I mean, the ticket thing is a, is a good point because, I mean, obviously next year if they were to do two days, they can't leave everyone hanging like they did this year on what's going to be on what day. Like, they'd have to tell people – you'd think they'd have to tell people in advance because people have to buy those tickets in advance. Right. But then you, but then you can't because you don't know what's – one is going to be like I think they have to say like if they're going to do two nights I think they have to say the winner of the men's rumble is on night two or whatever the winner of the women's rumble is the the main event of night one and they go that way because that way you know the two rumble matches are actually leading to real main events at WrestleMania. Agreed. And then it solves the problem of two rumbles. Sure, I mean, I mean that that definitely makes sense if they could at least do that uh, without giving away what's going to be on the show. Yeah, at least that there's, way you can say, like, you're going to get the women's title. Here. There's an alien. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and before we get into night two, because I think, I, I mean, is there anything that happened on night one that you guys feel we have to discuss besides the Boneyard match? Not really. <clears throat> I was not, like, I mean, like, obviously, like, I enjoyed the show. I'm but trying like to think what I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Hold on. So it was like it's what it, it started with. I just think. This. Yeah, I just think the Kevin Owens. I mean, I got to be honest. As fun as the Kevin Owens spot was, the whole <laughs> "Hey, come back. We're not ending it this way." It's happened so many times. Yeah, it's and that's like a so Raw thing, times. not a WrestleMania thing either. I felt yeah, like that's something I did on Raw. It was lazy to me. That part was lazy to me. But he did make up for it by jumping off of the sign. That right. was fun. Jumping off the sign was badass. Uh, also, what did you guys think about Braun Strowman beating Goldberg for the Universal Championship? Interesting. Uh, I mean, sure. it... I, <laughs> I, I, I A whole range of emotions there across the board. I like the fact that they did it. I think it makes sense. Um, I honestly think if I don't know if it was just really bad pl- like timing and planning on like people's parts or actually it was probably just really bad timing. Um, you know, if, if we knew about this like four or five weeks more in advance, um, I honestly think it would have been a lot better to have like a Goldberg-esque transition where he had the Intercontinental Championship and the Universal Championship uh, and then did the whole like, whatever, I don't need the Intercontinental and like toss it. Uh, and instead, he lost to Sami Zayn, and then all of a sudden, just like squash Goldberg. And I was like, okay, well, this happened. Well, you know, it's weird. You know, before you know, uh, you know, before <laughs> things went haywire, I had heard the plan was going to be Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania. It was one of the one of the earlier plans, uh, and, and it seemed like they were going that way when, you know, the whole Braun Strowman losing to Sami Zayn thing happened. And then they kind of just, like, totally dropped it out of nowhere yeah, and moved well, in the direction of the Daniel Bryan stuff. For him to yeah, Vince, Vince was like, yeah, fuck people unemployed. Give you the belt. <laughs> it kind of feels like a little, like, odd with the um, – because it feels like they kind of give Braun this momentum to do something. 
and they just kill it. They just kill it out of nowhere. And that's well, what happened with the IC title event. Well, it, it did him zero but, favors that they didn't set they, they did nothing storyline wise to, to explain why he was in the match. Like right. no, flat even, like, out, Goldberg. it was it like, was Goldberg two years too late. Yeah, but yeah. like Goldberg, like if they were if they were just gonna do a stupid throwaway announcement on SmackDown or whatever, they could have at least had a segment where Braun Strowman Skypes, you know, Triple H or Vince and is like, Hey, I heard Roman's not in the match. It's all over the news. I want Goldberg. That would have been cool. But which, by the way, wasn't that? Which, by the way, wasn't that like what Triple H was kind of like insinuating in that interview? Yes, like, he said that they were going to have that. It was all going to be revealed in a unique manner and storyline purpose, and everyone's got to wait to see how it plays week. out. <laughs> it just meant next yes. week. <laughs> next week we'll get the answer. Uh, um, okay, but the Boneyard match, dude, I loved the Boneyard match so much, and I okay. saw. So much hate for it today on social media from really? like the well from the people who you would expect. I didn't exactly. see any hate. I saw it a lot from the people who are the hardcore traditional types or the people who love you know Japanese strong style and stuff like that. But yo, know, I loved it. I honestly thought that this is how Undertaker could wrestle until he dies. Like sure. honestly, like this was like oh, you just. You know, Undertaker's basically been a movie character since this whole, you know, this whole time he's been this like this this mythical character. That's how you. That's how the next phase of his career. Could he's be. a universal but monster. Yeah, but they're movies. You know, right. like you have many movies with with Undertaker that are so badass, and people would love it. I think. Well, I think that's the entire thing. Like everyone, you know, part of this entire storyline has been kind of like the loss of kayfabe surrounding The Undertaker. Of like, no, he's just a dude. It's fine. Uh, and like, being allowed to do these cutaways and special effects again, of like, oh, he's in a grave. Oh, no, he's behind you. Yes, this is exactly what you need to do with him constantly. Like, just do weird offsite shoots and like, fucking make him crazy. Dude, so you can have, just, you put Jeremy Borash and Jimmy, um, Last name is uh, passing me right now. Jim, Jimmy, uh, I forget his name. Honestly, Anyways, his, his Twitter handle is like sexy something or whatever. Yeah, that's why I always forget his last name. Jimmy Long, I think that's his name. Um, James Long. He, um, you just have those two guys who are part of the Broken Universe. You just pair them with Undertaker, dude. They could film if you let them instead of having to do it in one night. If you give them six months to prepare for each Undertaker match like this, dude, I think people would love that shit, dude. Like, because I was saying, you know, the, the obviously the main thing everyone was saying after that match was like, all right, this is how we get Sting versus Undertaker. Like, this has to be how it happens. Because yeah. here, doesn't Sting bump. doesn't have to take one bump. Like, not one bump. It could be and a stuntman. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. If, wow. if they take stuntmen in wrestling. If How crazy would that be? <laughs> that would be crazy, but totally plausible because of the face Absolutely. paint and stuff. Like, they could easily have Sting do of this match. No question. If you have, if you gave them a few months to prepare for this and have him, you know, have a stuntman, it would look like Sting was taking bums, falling off of stuff, and it would be epic. I just love that idea that wrestling has come such full circle that they're using stuntmen. Yeah. Like that, great. <laughs> like that's insane to me. <laughs> but I love it. You just have like give Heath Slater something to do. 
he gets to be Sting Stuntman again. No, he's Stang. 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 Stang, baby. Oh, baby. (laughs) Oh, baby. Yeah, you know, that that, uh, Speed of Undertaker, that thing they aired tonight, the whatever it was called, The Last Ride, is that what it was called? Yeah, The Last Ride. Looks dope. Dude, that was intense. I'm surprised to see him breaking kayfabe like that so hard. And uh, and it's going to have a lot of content. That's back in 2017. That, that part where you see Roman Reigns come to him in the wrestler hotel and like all act all jokey with him. And he's like, you can wait a few minutes to break kayfabe. Like when the camera's not here. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's great. I don't care I about the it. cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Call on Wrestling Court right now. Simpson creme de la creme. And I was like, whoa, I don't need Undertaker sing creme de la creme. A little weird. A little strange. You know, one of the things I saw a lot of people tweeting me was people mad saying, like, oh, you know, AJ shouldn't have lost that match. Like, Taker, you know, you know, buried them in this program. I didn't get that vibe. I I didn't feel that way at all from Undertaker winning that. If anything, I felt like they helped him be the Undertaker again, which was the whole point of the program. Absolutely, 100%. It was just like it was the smartest way to do it. Because then now we're like, oh, Undertaker's scary. Undertaker's like like rubbing like AJ Styles' hair back and be like, no, it's okay, buddy, I got you. <laughs> and then tosses him in the grave. It's oh, definitely so that, terrifying. Eating for five minutes. Don't bury me. <laughs> Which Don't is bury like me. a horrifying thing. And nobody during that entire time thought Step Brothers. Nobody. Yeah. Oh, 100%. What are you, what are you doing? I'm marrying you. <laughs> I'm marrying you. <laughs> You're I love that too. I love that too when he was like, no, you got to take, take it better, boy. You got to take it like a man, boy. Like, I thought you'd be better than that and stuff. Like, oh, that was so good. Just so good all around. Like, kudos to everybody involved in that. Uh, I, You know, I thought and, – and you know what's funny is a lot of people said like – because I tweeted about how like uh, – you know, to me, there was a clear, in, not influence, I shouldn't say, but like, you know, to me, I feel like if the Broken Universe stuff had never happened, we maybe had ne- would never have seen something like this. Oh, yeah. Well, Broken I don't know if even Jeremy Boris wouldn't have even been there. Yeah. 100%. But, you know, a lot of people pointed out to me like, yo, Undertaker's been having match, you know, like some oh, like boiler sure. rules and stuff like that, where they were out of the box thinking matches for a long time, too, where it was like, not just the Hell in a Cell, but like, you know, you know, buried alive and stuff like that. And so I didn't even think about that, how it was like the mind yeah. who made Undertaker and all those weird out-of-the-box thinking things mended, you know, meshed together with, uh, with the Broken Universe people to make this match. Like, that's why it was so good. It had so many people working together on it. The, the only thing I wasn't like 100% like sold on with it uh, was the whole like oh I'm bringing an unholy trinity with me, and it was just right. like former gimmicks, but like they did it very subtly, so you just were like, who is that? Because he said at one point he said he he said like I told you I was bringing the unholy trinity with me, and then he did the like fire on the roof, so I didn't sh- I wasn't sure if the if the if it was the pyro was the people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> There's three of them. Oh my god! It's it's pyro the pyro guys, guys from pyro ring. guys, the laser guys, and uh, his chopper shot. His unholy chopper trinity. Shop. 
Aren't the pyro guys super cool? Didn't you? Isn't that the part of the ring dudes crew? Ring dudes. No, it's it's two yeah. different people. It's two different. Did you do guys? Aren't the pyro guys? No, they because you know pyro guys have to be specially trained in like fire yeah. safety and stuff. No, pumpkin has a cool guy now. What? Uh, no, the guy. One of the guys who does the pyro or did do the pyro is cool guy. Also yeah. cool guy. All right, well, let's get into tonight's show. Let's uh, let's talk about tonight's show. Uh, it started off with Charlotte beating Rhea Ripley. Um, I thought this match did a great job of, of, of kicking off the show. Uh, personally, James, I can already see, uh, has, a, has a sour face when I say this. But, I, I, you know, personally, I thought they did a great job of making up for the lack of crowd right, right away with that all the yelling. And, and, and to me, like, I, I thought the yelling really played into the things to make it feel like a fight. I, I'm only salty about the ending. Uh, the match itself was fantastic. Like, okay, okay, was, okay. No, no, it was a great leadoff match. It was a great match to be, like, at all. The, the Charlotte, Char, Charlotte, Jesus. Charlotte? Uh, Charlotte. I can talk today. Uh, the Charlotte Chops, where she was, like, yelling out her accomplishments. That was fucking fantastic. Um, like, she just had, like, a lot of really good spots. I just didn't think Grace should have dropped. So. I just, what, do you guys, what, what do you guys think about that? I thought it was, like, inevitable for this to happen. Um, I, after, just because, like, I don't know, like, I don't think they're going to they're gonna have Charlotte not win at WrestleMania. At least, I mean, she, like, I guess she didn't win last year. But, but I'm just saying, like, in a, the one-on-one, I don't think that she's gonna, they're going to have her not win. Match was uh, great. I'm sorry, yeah. I thought you were finished. It was just pretty long. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I thought you were finished. Okay. Um, <laughs> Slider said it's hard. Um, no, I, I I, mean, the match, like you guys said, the match was great, 100%. Um, I didn't really think about it as much as, like, Charlotte can't lose at WrestleMania. I thought so, I, I thought more so what was riding on this was, are they going to push Charlotte in, in, in NXT? And, um, and the fact that they are, apparently, unless they want to do a weird double thing, which I don't see them doing. I mean, it's... I mean, some people online were like tweeting, uh, specifically at Ryan, because that's what people do. Um, and uh, and they were saying like how they um, they were saying, oh, they instead of like accentuating our current young talent, they gave it to a veteran. First off, it's Charlotte, who's been in the main roster for like five years, if that, and also and also that's what you need to do sometimes is you need to bring in these tried and true guys and these tried and true talents, not guys. When I say guys, it's the, the royal guys. And you need to do that to help build up a title. And um, I thought it was, I mean, I didn't expect it, but it was, it's interesting. And I'm definitely going to tune in to NXT and see if Charlotte, uh, what Charlotte in the NXT landscape is. You know, Jamie and I would discuss this on the, the wrestling sheet radio we did this week. And I had a feeling that Charlotte was going to win. When we did our predictions, Jamie said he thought it was going to be Rhea. I said I thought it was going to be Charlotte. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I get why people would be frustrated over Rhea not winning, obviously. Um, but, you know, I kind of, like, like if, if let's say Rhea retains, she doesn't have a lot left to do in NXT. Or, sorry, yeah. Yeah, free retainers. She doesn't have a lot left to do in NXT at this point. I feel like, like I feel like she she just she, with with you know with the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania. If 
things had gone as normal, let's not, obviously I know things are a little different now, but if things had gone as normal, um, you know, I think there, there was a lot less left for her to do in NXT and it was time for her to come to the main roster anyways. And I think Charlotte. You're thinking of a switch. Of a switch like that. Yeah. And I think that honestly, Charlotte in, in NXT could have some fire matches with some of those people right now that need a veteran to kind of go up against. She could have dope matches with Io Shirai. She could have cool matches with, like, you know, Candice LeRae or, or Tegan Knox or Dakota or Mia Yim. Like, all those people. It'd be fun for NXT, for her to kind of, like, you, like, for her to do the old, like, Cena U.S. Challenge thing, but with female competitors. I don't know, something like that. I think it'd be cool to see her on NXT. So I wasn't... I wasn't mad at, at the outcome at all, especially because, you know, obviously Rhea is not at the level of Charlotte Flair yet. Like, Charlotte Flair is a 10-time champion. Like, I think that I think that it would have lowered Charlotte's stock, which is more important at the end of the day to WWE, as much as I love Rhea Ripley. Agreed. I, I don't know. I think my thing with uh, Rhea is just she's one of the few people that you have that you can really attach a rocket to and kind of do whatever you want. Uh, and I, I kind of get the same feeling that I did out of Asuka when she lost to Charlotte. Because, like, this is the second time this has fucking happened where you've taken someone who is, ha- like, just covered in napalm and then just doused them with water. And they're like, okay, well, now you've lost at Mania to Charlotte. Have fun. And, and Asuka, like, Asuka is now getting her momentum back. Well, like, I under- well, I understand that totally. Like, I totally understand that. But... Um, I think, and it's similar to what I said on our preview when I with Jamie as well, um, with Shayna, is that honestly, yes, if WrestleMania had happened as is, I think both Rhea and Shayna should have won the matches personally. But with TV and the future being so uncertain right now of like what the WWE product will be going forward, I think you need to have your titles on the most established people possible right now, not people who are still works and, you know, works and pro, you know, projects in work or whatever works and project. I, I, I also feel like the, the re-arise happens so recently. I don't think it's, it's, it hasn't been that long. And I feel like it's kind of, I mean, yeah, she caught fire, but um, I don't know. It feels like she just kind of got thrown into being in a, in a feud with Shayna. And I don't know, I feel like she still has some time that she could build in NXT. Whereas Shayna, I think she definitely should have won that match. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that shouldn't have happened. But anyway, we'll get to there when we get there. But yes, I agree with Kevin. Sorry, I was texting someone back. What what point did you say right there, Kevin? Uh that you're pretty. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, I am, but that's a different story. Uh, no, what'd you say? I didn't hear you said. No, I was saying how, like, I think Rhea, being, I think she, it was so sudden for her to get into that, that <laughs> feud with Shayna, uh, and then when the you championship... You Charlotte. No, no, it was Shayna back in, back in NXT. Mm-hmm. And she caught fire, oh. but at the same time, I think that uh, she still has some time that she could be in NXT and work on some things rather than I think Shayna deserved that title win. You know, I'm actually wondering, because we didn't talk about Shayna Becky at all when we were talking about night one. I'm wondering if Shayna stays in NXT. I wonder. I, I mean, I, I mean, mm. they never look. I've been looking at it just out of interest. They never changed her background. Like they never moved her to to Raw. Like she's been on Raw for weeks now since the Rumble and everything, and she still has. You know, 
classified on WWE.com as NXT. And now that she hasn't won, I feel like she might stay in NXT. Also, now we get Charlotte versus Shayna, both two, both the only dual two-time NXT Women's Champion. That is true. Wrestling for the NXT Women's title, maybe. All right, I, I, I kind of like that. But at the same time, like, I mean, we had that talk about like where Triple H was saying how if they're going to have Shayna come to Raw, they're going to have to do some trades. So. Let's say, are we going to get some more trades going on, or what's going to happen? I mean, I mean, there may be. I mean, you see how they did uh, with uh, Bianca Belair with the uh, Street Profits. It's entirely possible. You know, I honestly think Triple H was going into business for himself on oh, that one. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, same, <laughs> same, same here. But the same time, like, it sounds like, like he was like, I don't want to lose Shayna, like, uh, like, let's see what happens type thing. So, oh, yeah, I don't absolutely. know, because it, that's never been mentioned anywhere else Everything. outside of that one media call. Never that's again. Why, was... That's why I keep checking, because when he said that, I just thought it was so interesting. So I keep checking to see, but then they never change her. So I think there's, there's got to be something there. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. Uh, but okay, moving topics here. Uh, Alistair Black beat Bobby Lashley. Um, I really, I, I didn't have much to say about this one. It was kind of amazing. some people were trying to say like it was like a sleeper, like it was a sleeper hit, which <laughs> I don't, I don't subscribe to that that newsletter. But um, <laughs> but uh, and I don't mean that that somebody who has a newsletter said that. You know, I got it, but it still was a good. It still worked. I, yes. During um, the match, sure. What? I said, was it a sleeper match in the sense that I was sleeping during the match? Because I mean, you get two people who don't really like don't really go together at all, like especially on paper. But then when they went in the ring, and it just didn't look right. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's also zero build to the match, too. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They did fine. It wasn't a bad match by any sense of the imagination. No, but it's just why would you have it? I yeah, kind of like the I kind of like the idea of the mix, like the, the very odd set pairing, because like that type of thing makes me think of like Bloodsport, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like you have different styles of guys, or like the early days of UFC. But at the same time, like it's just weird when you have like Lashley's been off TV for so long, and then you're like, is he going to come out with Lana? And he did, and you're like, oh, I guess we're still doing this. And he had tights. <laughs> yeah, he had long tights. <laughs> and he had long tights. Yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway from this match. Bobby Lashley looked great in long tights. It looked fantastic. Yeah, great job, Bobby Lashley and their designers. And and shout out to Alistair Black's cool entrance gear too. It looked real metal. Eleven looking motherfucker. <laughs> a little out for like the wasted entrance gear this year because there is some fly entrance gear. And they had to spend. They had to spend some money, dude. It was actually. I was really wondering if people were gonna wear their WrestleMania entrance gear that they had probably already spent money on, or save it for next year. And they so did. Did you see Xavier Woods's um, uh, Instagram post? Do you think he was supposed to come out with the the new day at new uh, WrestleMania this year? I didn't see his post. Yeah, he posted. So he posted um, a photo of him and what would have been his WrestleMania gear. So. Well, he could I mean, have had it made before he got injured, too. That long ago? That dude's How mind long ago was it? Yeah, dude, he's been always... injured for a while. But his mind is constantly just creating new things. From... He's like the one that's like, hey, I got the, I got the gear ready. I, this is what we're going to do. Like, he's that guy for them. 
Everyone's on their phone. Cool. I'm tr- well, I'm trying to find what Jamie was talking about. I don't see it. I just look at it. May not, it may have been on his Twitter. It may have been on his Twitter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll have to go find it. I think everybody time. has a Zoom and everyone's looking at their phone except for Titus O'Neill over there. He looks very confused about what happened in the Funhouse match, which we will get to very soon. Uh, let's move, though. Funhouse match. Let's move, though, to uh, honestly, and I might get shit for this, one of the best moments of the night, I loved this so much, was Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. When Otis finally defeated his his rival in Dolph Ziggler with help from Mandy uh, and then gets the kiss from Mandy afterwards I'm in his arms. I'm, I'm telling I you, I sent you the text man, in the chat. A Macho Man Elizabeth moment for sure if they would have had that crowd. Dude, the crowd would have gone nuts when you hear when you heard Mandy's music hit. They would have yeah. gone nuts. That this is- was the only thing like this like I said, I said before the show like this and Drew McIntyre were the only things that I was like on the fence of like do you wait for these two moments because I knew I was at home watching it on my TV in my living room with only me and my my girlfriend and my dogs. And I was cheering at my TV of, like, when Mandy came out, I went, like, yeah, Mandy. And then, like, when she came down and helped and they kissed, I was, like, cheering at my TV. And I was, like, God, that would have been epic. Like, everybody would have lost it. People would have been, like, oh, when during the low blow. Like, oh. is like, so if the McIntyre match and the McIntyre-Lesnar match happened as it as it was going to at Mania – I'm kind of like whatever about the McIntyre moment. If that was the case, maybe they changed it a bunch, but who knows? That moment, if it happened in front of a crowd with Mandy Rose, fucking ballistic. Like, people would have lost their goddamn minds. Like, that was... What what do you think? If if that was in front of a a Mania crowd, what gets the bigger pop? Uh, uh, Otis getting the kiss from Mandy or uh, Edge's final return back to WrestleMania? (laughs) Oh, uh, the Otis. Yeah, yeah, Otis, Otis and Mandy. Yeah. Otis, dude, yeah. the big guy getting the girl, dude. The yeah, guy I mean, girl. Edge would have had a great pop for his intro, but that right. would have been about it. Yeah, yeah, no, this this would have topped that for sure, dude. Everyone, as much as everyone likes to hate on it, that the people would have gone just ape for that, dude. Like, oh, it would have been so good. I think people are like so like uh, annoyed by the, the love angles because that Bobby Lashley Lana Russo thing was so awful. Yes, and then, yes, and, then, like, and this is fun. Like this is entertaining. Everyone likes Otis. Like it was just like yeah, we liked Russo, but at the same time, like Lana was there making it unbearable. We knew it wasn't real because they were engaged. I mean, granted, we know like they're married. I mean, granted, we get uh, yeah, married now. I mean, granted, you could say like, oh, we know Mandy and Otis aren't dating, but how do you know? Yeah, it's not saying that they're not on their IG, you know. And also, <laughs> you know, also Otis and Mandy, that payoff. If you've been following for a while, is even better because if you've been following like Otis and Mandy since like NXT, he's been yeah. on that Mandy tip since like forever, you know. Like, and he dressed up as her on that Halloween show they did. Dude, he's been – even like when she had a bo- – when she was married at the time, and he was still always saying it. So I, it's, it's hilarious to, like – Peach. Yeah. I, oh, I, I loved it. I'm glad you guys loved it. I'm glad everybody loved it. He's so pretty. The match, my one confusion was, like, the need for Sonya Deville to suddenly come out with Dolph. 
Missouri. Well, it, they were in cahoots. Yeah, apparently. Like I think they're going to be paired cahoots, together now. James. They're in cahoots. Shenanigans. I, I told you, know, you this, Ryan. I can't do another fake sexual orientation. No, no, no. It's not. I don't think they're <laughs> supposed to. I told, like I told you before. <laughs> I don't think they're supposed to be like in a relationship. I think like they're just like you know Sean and Diesel. Like I was about to say, is Sonia his new uh, Drew McIntyre? Yeah, I think Sonia's his new <laughs> I, Drew McIntyre. Like and you I know like what? It. Theater for sure. Yeah, I like I'm it. into it. I'm into it. I like it. I like um, it. It would really actually help her character in like showing how badass she is if she like starts. It gives Sonya something to do. Jesus Christ! Wait, can, I'm oh. grabbing another white claw. You guys keep talking. Hold on. A oh, can I pee then? Go pee. Okay, I gotta pee. Kevin and James do something. Oh no! Hey, James. Hi, Kevin. How's what it going? Talking about. So, did you notice that Sonya was wearing her Roman Reigns chic? Outfit. Can we just turn this podcast into reviewing wrestler gear? Because I would prefer. Okay, that. yeah, let's go. So it's kind of weird that Rhea was wearing like white gear because she's like, that's not her thing, you know? Like, that I was I, weird. Uh, if she's going to go the way of no, like. No, Brian, this is about me and James talking about gear. No, I heard you. I could hear the whole time I was walking. This is now a gear podcast. No, I heard everything you guys said. I no, could hear Ryan, you. I just couldn't talk back. Jamie's no, no, Ryan, You're out of the room. And I was. It's a gear podcast now. Uh, no, I uh, I was gonna oh, say geez. Erica, who is a woman, also said that that uh, Sonia was looking awesome in, in what she wore. She was like, "Man, that's the best outfit they've ever put her in on WWE TV." Wait, can you say Erica is a woman again, so I can do a spit take? Erica's a woman. What? Why did you spit on Titus face? Um, now we gotta wait for Jamie to go pee. I knew I was gonna ah, pass. We well, no, no, no. We're a gear podcast now, so we can talk about gear. Here he I is. also thought. I also thought that even though what she was Sorry, wearing, I had to close the. I had to close the door because it started raining. <clears throat> I also thought that the Rhea gear, even though it was a uh, like the whole anime thing, like I'm not an anime guy, so it confused me because it was like, no, she wears black. Why is she wearing white? She's it was like, was it My Hero Academia or was uh, what was the anime? Reference? No, it wasn't. It was uh, her anime reference, but um, it was WrestleMania Whites. It was WrestleMania Whites. Everybody yeah. wears right. WrestleMania White on WrestleMania. To me, that was the Seth Rollins Championship White Gear, which no, everybody wears White at WrestleMania. That's like a rule. All right, fine, fine. Unless we'll let someone's her pass. getting married, unless someone's getting married, guys. All right, so next we had this was this one was more uh, a lot more to discuss here. Edge versus Randy Orton. Uh I loved this, but I feel like there were a lot of mixed opinions on this one. Uh I saw some people on the internet just bashing this about how it was way too long, how there wasn't enough to it and for me and we'll I'll get to you James, don't worry. I see you over there. Right. Uh <laughs> um, for me you know, the, the, the vibe of the match, not only did I enjoy them going all over the Performance Center and stuff, uh, but to me, it felt like a real fight. It felt like these two guys fucking hated each other from everything that's gone on the past, you know, few months. And so I thought that it was all very realistic feeling to a certain degree. I was not bored of being like, oh, this match needs to end. Uh, it wasn't until after when I tweeted about it and I saw the reaction of people being like, oh, 
this match was so boring. What were you talking? What are you talking about? So uh, what were your guys' thoughts on it? Old guy ASMR porn. <laughs> you, that's what you were waiting to say that whole time yeah. so enthusiastically? He said it to me the moment he got we got in this – Zoom together, and we're the only ones in there. He was like, he was like how about that ASMR porn? That was, that was 37 minutes of two guys in their 40s just going, Dude, like I, I, I tweeted it out. I said it, it sounded like Randy Orton was, was, was forced to wrestle while he was having a kidney stone pass. That's what it sounded like the whole time. Uh, that's, that, that's, that's what that's, all wrestling matches technically sound like, though. Just as like, a crowd. <laughs> yeah. but it was definitely, I was like, I was like, wow, he's really selling these pain noises, like really, really well. My opinion, my opinion of the whole thing started great, had some fun moments in it, did go on a little long. Is as, as like is because in my opinion, you know, these guys had the benefit of editing, but. There were they some definitely clearly did, thought, especially in this match. I thought that they could have really tightened up a lot of moments yeah, when I they're guess. selling, you know, okay. like Un- unofficial, but like second longest mania match ever. Like, which is insane. To there think. could have been a lot more tightening up. It did, I could see where I, people did get lost a little bit. You know what it uh, felt kind of like though in that regard was like when you're playing WWE 2K. And you're like, let's say you're in like one of those backstage matches, like we have to like going through different areas in the backstage, and like one of you is like really trying to get your finisher or like get them as like messed up as possible, and it just takes a really long time to make it happen. That's kind of the same vibe it had. No, it was a big boss man uh, Godfather match where we just like hitting each other for like exactly yeah. Actually, no, it was a last-minute standing match, too, so that, worked, that checks out. It's very much like when I play you on 2K, absolutely, because they've, they, like, it like takes forever because we're both doing too much. I really liked uh, the spot where Edge uh, hung off the, like, the, the grating in the conference room and then did the elbow drop. Yes. That was awesome. That was Dude. sick. He looked like like uh, from the Mario video game, you know, <laughs> yeah. on the cage, you know, like or like uh, a weird grizzled Vega. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I didn't like was the weird Jim uh, lap dance he gave Orton. <laughs> see, okay, we were just we were we were. I think I liked it more than everybody else in our group chat because you I definitely did. He, I liked where he was going with it. But Jamie was like, I'm pretty sure that sounded cool, a lot cooler in his head. That's, I, I was, I'm totally with Jamie on that. When Jamie said, <laughs> it definitely was like... Percent. No, because I mean, it probably was like, oh, I'm going to look like a pirate and swing into him. And it just didn't... He didn't have nearly enough momentum to do it. And, and Lord, it sort of just looked like they were like, Orton caught him in the chair and they fell over. But, it was like um, a kick drop. That was pretty much... <laughs> yeah, and... By the way, there was a lot of spots in this match where, no pun intended, where Edge really wanted to showcase, I've been doing a lot of sit-ups. Oh, yeah. Because everything he did involved ab work. Like, when he did that spot that you mentioned, he had to, like, curl up. When he did the fucking ceiling thing, he had to use his abs to get his legs up there. Like, he was like, well, he's yeah, clearly got- he's, cl- he's clearly in the best shape that he's ever been in his life. He looked great. He looked phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. I think just the reason why a lot of people really didn't like this match is because, in my opinion, this is, like I said, 
other than the length, that was the one like issue I had was there was nearly nowhere near enough ring stuff. I wanted to see Edge in the ring. I wanted to see him hit the ropes. I wanted to see him do like suplexes and shit. I don't know. See, I think it was because there's no crowd. I didn't care because yeah. it was like, I think that those pops should be saved for when there's a crowd and you can easily get around that by just having the, <laughs> Tar, Tar just pops in and out of like space. <laughs> uh, uh, I think you can easily uh, save that and use the, the, the heat that they build up on this match by having a real fight as opposed to like the edge's first wrestling match. I kind of, I kind of thought it was smart to do that in my opinion. Uh, and I like WrestleMania the, though, dude. Did you say that? Yeah, but like, it? but like the whole time. And I'm sorry. Like, yes, WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania. I get. <laughs> it was Does Dark keeps appearing. Yeah, he keeps kind of like subtly appearing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, it was just his head floating next to you for a second, which looked kind of cool. Uh, uh, no, so I get that it's WrestleMania. I get it. It's WrestleMania in in in, in by technicality. But there's nobody there. There's nobody there. And I know we, lo- we enjoyed it. We had fun watching for two nights or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, when they were saying, like, uh, oh, I, uh, I, I forget who it was. I want to say it was Rhea Ripley. And they were like, this is about to be the biggest moment of her entire well, career. Yeah. And I thought to myself, is this the biggest moment of her entire career still? Like, it was going to be the biggest moment of her entire career. But is it? Well, you know they're going to build that up like that, right? No, no, I know. But in my head, no, I'm not faulting them for saying it. But in my head, I was thinking it of like, man, it's crazy how this takes away from the moment so much. You know, like, and more than I even realized until I was watching it. And so, I don't know. I was kind of like, yeah, no, save the 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 Edge wrestling matches for when the crowd's back. Exactly. That my takeaway with Edge was. I think this is like considering he got a win. I think this is his can get on the mic and be like, I can still go, mm-hmm. and like this leads to actual matches. Hopefully, like ha- like at this point, I would love to see. Especially, I know we'll get to McIntyre Lesnar, um, but like I'd love to see an Edge McIntyre match. Like I think that would actually like if Edge can still go, which it kind of looked like he could tonight. Fuck it, let him get, let him go, do it. I'm for it. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I we got we got Edge versus McIntyre and Edge versus Roman Reigns are guaranteed. I feel like. Edge versus Seth Rollins, dude. Oh, oh that has to happen for sure, especially that's since he's a heel I'm, now. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah, no, good point, good point. That's a, that's going to be a good one too. Um, dude, when Edge did the sorry, when Randy Orton did the um DDT on the pickup truck too. I was like, damn, like that looked painful because that was like a hard, and I'm sure it wasn't as bad as I'm sure they gimmicked it or to a certain degree, but I was still like, oh, that's his head. Even at the <laughs> angle, though, like, he, was getting more, he was getting more angle off of it than he would do a middle rope. Yeah. So it, just, like, it looked even more brutal at that point. That's I also liked when, sweet. That's I also, sweet, maybe. Yeah, that, that was the other one. I was just going to say that. I also liked when he jumped off that like cage through the table and Beth tweeted like. It was a ladder. It was a ladder. Oh yeah, yeah. Was he, he climbed the ladder. ladder? No, because he climbed the ladder because like Beth to get on that, that cage. Because Ed said no more ladder spots, and he yeah. did the ladder. <laughs> Which I like. Um, Which, and- by the way, after that twenty fourth uh, dog, doesn't Beth seem like the like most lovely person? The best, right. fantastic, so yeah. lovely, like Very a good mom, so. good hu- good wife. 
And anyone like, listening to this, if you haven't watched that WWE 24 on Edge, the second mountain, cannot recommend it enough. It is so good. So, so good. Uh, I, I loved it. Did you guys think that Edge was going to spear Randy Orton off the truck? I was being real nervous. You were too, right? Yeah. Dude, it was high. That's like twenty feet off the ground. That was really well because they have because they have the advantage of like you know crash pads, yeah. crash pads, and all that kind of. Stuff. They could have cut around it. I thought for sure he was gonna spear him off the the truck. But then I was thinking, well, if you speared someone off a truck, you'd be just as fucked up from that. Like your head you maybe, would be yeah, your head would be crushed on the concrete. <laughs> Technically describing half of WWE's move sets. I, I know, I know. <laughs> Hit someone, and they're like, "No, I'm good." And it's like, hey, but it was scary. It was scary up there, dude. Like when when Orton was trying to give him the punt. Like Orton was kind of like gingerly running. He was like, "Oh, I could fall." <laughs> yeah, f- hell yeah, dude. That was sketchy for a second on some of those. Um, and I, I, you know, we got to respect. Uh, Edge, you know, he goes away to become an actor, so he had to use some of his acting skills at the especially end. Especially at the end. Yeah. That's especially what I meant, at the end. At the end. Yeah. He, really, he really really pulled it out there at the end, pulling out the acting skills. I, I respected that. I saw some tears, some real tears. <laughs> um, but great. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Did you guys like this match too? Or? Loved it. I thought it was great. It, it could have been better, but yes, I, I, I didn't hate it. Okay, all right. Um, I, then we had what? Oh no, I'm just saying. I'm in the boat with Jamie, where it's like I I loved it, but also it could have been 26 minutes long, and it would. I agree. Been- I agree. It, it didn't need to be that long. It just kind of you see a movie you really like, and you're like, but they could have cut out a few of those, a, a few of those scenes. I mean, I've never seen the Irishman, guys. I still haven't. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Four but hours. I don't know. Like, I guess I should do Kevin, it. Kevin, you have all the time in the world right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been working a lot, doing work from home, baby. That's true. I I feel the same way. I'm like, no, I'm actually just as bu- I'm not, I'm busier than I was before. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, moving on, we had Street Profits versus uh, Austin Theory, Angel Garza. Not a lot discussed here. Uh, I I mean, right? I mean, sure. it was cool. Bian- Bianca came out at the end to help out, which I like. Yep. Um, I I feel like we're gonna get Bianca on on Monday Night Raw now with the Street Profits, and I'm into that. I, uh, I I I learned during this match that it was WrestleMania. <laughs> I I learned that during that match that it was WrestleMania. Did they say it a bunch of times? Oh, so many times, <laughs> so many times. <laughs> Don't say it's WrestleMania. Dolph Ziggler said the like the tweet of the night, which was "BRB, tough luck, getting drunk, using the bucket to ice down my marbles," <laughs> which is which is a quote from Tommy Boy when Don when Dan Aykroyd yeah. said, "Like, dude, that's incredible. I love that." <laughs> uh, okay, so then we had Bailey winning the women's five way match. Uh, we had the the team moment. We had uh the moment where Sasha and Bailey, you thought maybe there was going to be a turn or something of some sort between one of them, but then Bailey shoves Sasha out of the way uh to stop her from getting attacked by Lacey. Then Lacey's able to hit the women's right. Then Sasha gets out, and then eventually Sasha comes back to help Bailey. Uh, and uh, they leave. 
Jamie, I know you were pretty bummed about this one. You were you you thought it was time for Bailey's reign to be over. Uh, would you have liked to have seen Lacey win the title there? I would have liked anybody to win the title, but um, yeah. <laughs> but here's my here's my gripe with Bailey's title run, and it's not so much with Bailey, but it's about her positioning. There is no reason, no reason, the women's champion should be a sidekick to somebody. And she was. The entirety of her title reign, she was a sidekick to Sasha Banks. And that never made sense to me. And to me, A, it lasted way too long because it makes it to me, like, again, this isn't a knock to Bailey, but it weakens the title in my opinion, because it makes it, it makes it an afterthought because the focus isn't on Bailey. It's, it's more on Sasha. And, to me, like it would have been a nice little like story because out of everybody involved in that match, all great competitors, but out of everybody involved in that match, the story with Lacey would have made the most like I don't know like uh, something that Vince would have loved, like you know the Marine's wife like did it beat the beat the bullies and like did it for her daughter, you know like it's like I did. She's had summer. the most history with all of them as of late. Yeah, um, it, it made the most sense to me, and it made the Bailey, most sense to I'm, me too. And I'm sorry, Bailey's Bailey's current run. I'm not saying her being champion in general, but no, her current run as women's champion is doing nothing, not a damn thing. And I I don't know why they're keeping it going. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I absolutely agree. I thought that I honestly thought Sasha was going to win it. I thought it was going to be Sasha turning on Bailey some sort. Um, now I'm real confused to where they take this. Here's the thing. Like I was saying earlier, I, I'm so uh, mentioning, making reference to how exhausted I am of of uh, Lashley and Lana. I'm maybe more exhausted with Bailey and Sasha at this point. Like I, I just don't want to see them together. I want them to be on different shows. I just don't need it anymore. Like it's just like we've been waiting for this. Will it happen? Won't it happen? And it's just, I don't care anymore at all. At all. That's a, I think that's fair. This entire Bailey storyline for me will all be worth it is if she, when she finally loses the championship, she turns to the referee and yells, I want to speak to your manager. Um, <laughs> that will seal it for me. That will be you like... See, hey, you, you guys see what he did there? <laughs> hey. I, I think the only... Better really than the ASMR like, joke that he was so pumped on. Yeah, he liked that one a lot. Damn, according to Ryan, you're shooting blanks tonight, James. <laughs> Sorry that Ryan's comedic standpoint uh, does not match mine at most times. <laughs> um, I, like, I do like Bailey referring to Naomi as your little dance machine. <laughs> back here, your little dance machine. What? I didn't even hear that. Dude, Bailey was just I heard it. some very weird one-liners tonight. Um, all right, moving on, because this one's going to take a while to discuss, I think, uh, was the fantastic Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, as much as I had said a while back, like, when they had mentioned off-site matches, and I said, like, oh, I want Bray Wyatt to pull John Cena into the Funhouse, and it'd be, you know, super weird, um, I didn't... It's real easy to say, like, to just throw that out there. 
But to conceptualize it into a 30-minute, like, how do we do an actual 30-minute episode of The Fun House, or however long it was? Because it was pretty long, I felt like. Um, yeah. It wasn't as long as the, you know, the Edge Map, but it was long, like 20 minutes or something like that. It was like, how do you do a full episode of The Fun House? And I thought it was genius to, to make it an expose of sorts on John Cena's history by spoofing everything and going, you know, down memory lane to a certain yeah, degree. Not, not even that. Not even just that. Not even spoofing, like, going down memory lane, but going, like, into alternate futures. Yep. Like, with the NWO scene, though. Like, what yep. could have been, you know? Like, that Yep. That, yeah, continue with your intro. It was incredible. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I like what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, like, dude, I just was like, man, this was a hard thing to pull off. Like, the Boneyard match, much more simple. Undertaker, be a badass. Marry someone. Marry someone. <laughs> have it look cool for 20 minutes or whatever. Cool music, whatever. But this one was a little more difficult to pull off, in, in my opinion, because it's already such a kooky concept as it is. Um, you go like, well, what does that entail? You know, and really they included everything that we've seen from Bray Wyatt. You know, we got the Vince puppet. We got all the puppets interacting with John Cena. You know, we got, and and, dude, when they, 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 I lost it when they cut to, uh, Bray Wyatt doing the Kurt Angle promo from John Cena's debut. We got prototype John Cena. Yeah. And when he walked out in the old gear in front of the fist, man, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is where they're going with it. I fucking love this. And only John Cena would look just the same, if not more in shape than he did when he was like 23. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like watching, watching the whole thing, like I was just like, like now I've never experienced drugs, but was that drugs? Because I felt like... It was close. It was very wild. I'm trying to think of what that's comparable to drug-wise. Very Molly-like, you know? like <laughs> Very Molly or, or acid to a certain degree. I, I, and you know what? I was going to say this at the beginning, but like all credit to John, you know, a, yeah. Bray's vision finally realized, but you need somebody to, to help make that work. And John did 100%. He did the right thing. He did. I mean, was just class act, through by through the whole way. He, he not only played along with everything, put Bray Wyatt over this time, which is fantastic. Incredibly, too. Um, I'm so happy that he put Bray Wyatt over. I don't care what the naysayers say of like, well, was that an actual finish? Come on. It was yes. a weird funhouse match. Get, let's, let's take it for what it fucking was. Like, let, oh, no, let, I let's saw a three count. Happy. I saw a three count. Yeah, like let's be happy that we that that he didn't beat Bray Wyatt in the Funhouse because that would have in theory been the end of that character again. So I I I you know I loved it and I, and we all know that deep down inside John Cena is a real kooky dude, like a real like yeah. you know he, like he's very me- he's very meta he's very yeah. meta. I bet you he was pumped on this because this was basically like a weird southpaw thing where he got to do the saturday night's main event thing he got to do nwo he did that he did the randy savage zeus promo yeah so good that was so good large meat forever that and i love that he did so many curls that he couldn't swing his arms anymore (laughs) that made me laugh so hard only because i'm 
obviously not the 80s uh, wrestling historian. It, it wasn't verbatim. It was just the fact that they had the cage in front of them. No, right? the cage. He's like, my partner. Yeah, my, that's like, the yeah. one when he's climbing all crazy. I've seen yeah. it, but I just don't know verbatim. And like, Randy Savage is like, my partner. is. It's very much like that. Okay, so it was similar, but it wasn't verbatim or anything. No, it like wasn't that. verbatim. No. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I dude, when they did that, when they cut to that, and then they had Vince, the Vince puppet, and the Macho Man, pup, like the Macho uh, uh, Mercy or whatever. Yeah, I, he was, he was wearing Macho Man gear. That's right. No, it said yeah. Macho Mercy underneath. I didn't it. even it said, notice that. I didn't even <laughs> it notice said Macho that. Mercy underneath it. That's uh, really fun. And of course, how, I mean the the Eric Bischoff NWO segment. Holy shit. Like, how could you not smile during that thing? Like, the only bummer of Eric Bischoff. Uh, I know what you're going to say. I know what I you're going to say. Weird, weird, weird. But a huge bummer sure. of Eric Bischoff's. T- no, no, no. That's actually what I was going to say. I was going the huge Because Eric never wore an NWO Wolfpack shirt. Well, that, yes. That didn't fit. Yes. No, what I was going to say <laughs> was since they, since they did, because when they did the, the Nitro stuff, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're transporting to Nitro. Um, but when they cut to Eric Bischoff for a second pointing, I was like, oh, if Eric Bischoff hadn't gotten fired as soon as he did and was still with the company, he could have been involved in that too, where he was like somehow like standing there with them and stuff, oh, which would have been, which would have been great. Um, and, but, but then, yeah, so then we had the NWO thing. Did I leave? Did we leave any parts off? We had the, with the, well, the thug life part. Yeah. Oh, the thug life part. Yes. Yes, Which I loved when he was trying to swing at him, and he said, "You can look, but you can't touch." That made me laugh really hard. That was hard. great. I, I laughed during the first part when he kept swinging and saying "ruthless aggression," and it's yeah. all he could say when he was when, when he, he was, was doing it in such a Cena fashion. He was doing it like like such Cena ways too. Like it was like this is what Cena would do if he was like hamming it up about himself. We left out another awesome part of the match that I absolutely loved, and that was when uh, we cut to. Bray Wyatt now, but oh, sorry, what Bray Wyatt? Like the, the, we got, we got Fire, Firefly, not Funhouse, but cult version, Wyatt family version of yeah, Wyatt family in the Rocky chair. If he hadn't have lost at WrestleMania, yes, if 30. he hadn't have lost at WrestleMania, which I thought that was so cool. He looked uh, it. It did. Did you notice way, his delivery too? Did you notice his delivery? Hundred percent. It was like, just like the there, old way he used to do it. That is a talent in itself. I was super impressed. Like, to be able to go back to that, like, that's hard. That's really hard. And he did it. And he had it perfect. Like, he nailed that cadence that he used to have. Like, I was really impressed during that part. And honestly, as much as I love The Fiend and as much as I love this thing they're doing right now with the Funhouse, it was the first time in in this entire run of, of The Fiend where I said to myself, I forgot how much I missed just like Colt Bray Wyatt in the Hawaiian shirt. He was great. It was great. It was so ahead of its time. The only reason that it sucked is because they made him lose. This is the only reason. Do you think, and this might be looking way too deep into it, but you know Bray Wyatt thinks deep into this stuff. If we're thinking into the lore of The Fiend and what we've known that, you know, basically – that version of Bray Wyatt started listening to the voices in his head, which became the fiend and which is why he is the way he is now. Right. He like stopped being the old cult version, listening to the voices in his head. Now he's become even crazier. Um, do you think we're to believe that he could in theory one day become that version of Bray Wyatt again? Yes. That, that version is stuck inside of him somewhere. I, Maybe, I, but not anytime soon. Yeah. I'm with that. 
I, I mean, who knows? Could be soon. I like. I think this reintroduced to the fact of like, if they're really gonna do, and I mean, maybe it's giving WWE too much credit for what they might be able to do with the character. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much what we're reintroducing tonight is he can go in and just kind of retap into all of this shit for no. Yes. And like my, the thing I took away immediately from that was just like, Oh, we could have like four different versions of Wyatt rotating constantly. Faces of Foley. Insane to me. I also saw someone point out that they think this, and this also might be giving WWE way too much credit, but I'm giving more of the credit to Bray Wyatt because I think Bray Wyatt thinks about on his character on another level. Um, is that still the lake of reincarnation is partly what made this version of the fiend as well. And that that's why he can help other people re- reincarnate to their <laughs> old former selves, just like the lake of reincarnation used to be able to do, which is why he was able to make John Cena do that in the funhouse. That like once you go through that door, you could, you could, he can manipulate everything. That he has some of the lake of reincarnation's powers somehow too deep. I, mean, <laughs> I think I think in a certain way it's almost and as much as you'll hate me for saying it, but a very almost inceptionish like sort of tone of like no you're entering like my dream space and because you're in my dream space I get to do what the fuck I want less inception more nightmare on Elm Street yeah I, I think that might be a better way of putting it of, fair like, oh you're playing in my world. Fair. I fair. don't think it's more reincarnation. I think it's more like, no, I'm showing you your horrors. Fair, fair. I like that. I like that. He did you more because he didn't want you to reference Inception? That's why you like some more like that. No, no, no. Even Inception, I got it. I was into it. I, I got, I got what he meant. <clears throat> uh, even that movie sucks. Um, I did, the great. thing I loved about the match is just like more so just being like, you are, you are a flawed person. Yeah. Like, we're just made of flaws, and that's a given, though. Like to... That's that's without inception. Uh, oh yeah, no. <laughs> that was the most drunk Jamie comment of the night. Kind of, he was kind of like looking at his phone, not fully really listening, and just kind of like you guys can't see the video, but he even kind of like flopped his wrist at. Oh, <laughs> it's not so even way back there. <laughs> <laughs> but I did love that each segment was like, hey. And correct your past right now and like each time Cena's character wouldn't he tried doing the thing like he made the mistakes quote unquote that he was doing along the way and that just led to his defeat at the end I, I honestly I would love I'm curious if A this becomes Firefly Funhouse lore now uh, if they keep these matches going in the future like I would love John to disappear for a while and just become a puppet like just get fucking. Cena puppet would be awesome. Then he has to fight his way out somehow. Yeah. He's trapped. Yeah. <laughs> oh. like, like that's the exact shit where I'm like, get like you've already lit the fuse on this. Like just keep going with the weird. I love that I can, idea so much. I can honestly say I can't think of any other match that I've seen ever where I want to immediately after this go back and watch it. Me neither. Well, I wanted to do it with the Boneyard match, too, I'll be honest. And, and I did with the Broken Universe stuff. I love the final deletion, the first one. Or I think that was the first one. But um, I, I, the, the, I loved those two. But still, uh, okay, which one was better? The Boneyard match 
or the Firefly Funhouse match? Not even close. Not even close, dude. The yeah. the, the, fun, the Funhouse match. They're really? Just so, they're just so different to me. Like I don't. I don't. It's harder for me to between the Boneyard well, match and the Funhouse to, match. You have to pick one, Kevin. That's the fun of yeah. this. Um. Then I would say I would say Firefly Funhouse, but like yeah. But like, but at the same time, like Boneyard, like like we're talking about, reinvigorated a character that was dying. You know, so like I don't know. That's honestly the hardest part about it for me too, Kevin. Is that like one of them reinvigorated a dying character, which is a fun pun considering it's Undertaker anyways, and he's supposed to yeah. be dead. And the other one, okay. uh, <laughs> and the other one uh, uh, reestablished yeah. someone. You know, like not reinvigorated, but it, it vindicated someone. Mm-hmm from a, a mistake six years ago or whatever. And so I, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I, well, you go first, James. What did you like more? Firefly Funhouse or, or Boneyard? Funhouse. By far, like, Funhouse for me, it was more so just the story that they told with it. Like, you kind of hit the nail on the head where it's like, one was like this rejuvenation of a character that was like slowly fading, which is like, it's cool, but like, we already knew Taker did mystical shit. He's like, he's burned people in caskets before. He's abducted people. Like, it's shit that we've seen. Where, he's buried someone in cement. We've seen worse shit from this guy. Uh, whereas, like, The Fiend, we've not, we've seen him, like, pop up under the ring and do spooky shit. But, like, we've never seen, like, oh, no, I'm in your head. Like, and this was largely Bray Wyatt. It wasn't The Fiend in the match for the most part. Yeah. And you know, lot- we had that one Bray Wyatt match where he was himself, and I liked the idea, but honestly, this now gives something for that Bray Wyatt to do as well. Like the fiend handles shit in the ring when yeah. need to be. But if you need to get the real mind game going, Bray Wyatt can bring someone to the fun house and really yeah. fuck with their mind. I love that idea. I mean, hey. This is a small detail that I don't think enough people really pay attention to is the fiend doesn't he's only said one phrase the entire time he's been around he doesn't speak he only knows yeah. one thing so yeah so bray's like his his mouthpiece almost and we still don't really even know what that means yeah. <laughs> i don't know why he only says eat it <laughs> uh, and lastly a uh, short match but we had drew mcintyre beating brock lesnar for the WWE championship. Uh, you know, this is one where, okay, two things. So one, if this had happened in front of fans, I think one of you mentioned earlier that you don't know if it would have had, I think it was you, James, who mentioned yeah. that it wouldn't have been the big pop. I actually disagree. I think that they tried with this match because you've watched so much wrestling all weekend to make it as short as possible and impactful as possible to I'll let you get your rebuttal in uh, to, to make it short and impactful as possible. I think this is the match they had already been planning and they just went ahead with it because this everyone would have been tired at this point and they would have just barreled through a bunch of finishers and done it. But I will say it was literally like the same match as Goldberg versus Braun. Well, that was the exact point I was going to make is I'm, we had two championship matches over the weekend for the men's titles, um, they were the exact same match. It was just finishers from both guys, and then the underdog hit. Did you know why? Because Paul Heyman produced both of them. 
also, I'm going to say this much. Here's what I'll say. <clears throat> we are living in crazy times right now. It's very possible that a lot of these guys did not want to work some 45-minute match. You know, Goldberg is an older dude who I'm sure probably wasn't pumped on the idea of still doing it, but needed that make that money, you know, and just did his thing and left from what I heard. So I think I'm similarly, I'm guessing Brock just wanted to be in and out, not because he wasn't trying to put Drew McIntyre over, but because of the, the circumstances at hand. And so is it though that factored into is it though coming after the year after he had the universal championship match go first? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, No, no, he may have just wanted to leave. Well, I think that was because he wasn't main eventing the show and this one where he was, I feel like he was clearly trying to put Drew McIntyre over along the way. Absolutely. He was trying really hard. He was, he was making Drew look good. I don't think this was one of those Brock, wasn't trying to work modes. I think this was one of those. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I know. I know. But, you know, like, I think this is one of those accentuating circumstances, extenuating circumstance situation where, like, it was just a lot of shit's going on and they needed to, they needed to swap the title to Drew McIntyre. Uh, I, I never like people, like, kind of bad-mouthing Brock when it comes to things like this because I feel like he works his ass off to put people over when he sells. And I, I think that, like, at the end of this match, Brock could have easily just rolled out of the ring and kind of like humbly like crawled up the ramp, but he lay, he kept laid out because he got brutalized by by Drew McIntyre at the end, which is like the show ended with McIntyre above Brock and Brock still laid out on the ring. And like I said, if I honestly think if the crowd had been there, every single one of those claymores would have been major pops. Him actually beating Brock would have been a huge moment. I just think that it was the short match was hindered by the fact that one, it was the exact same match as Braun versus Goldberg, and two, just no crowd there. Like it didn't have that big moment. But you're right, Kevin. Brock tried. Absolutely, Brock tried. Like definitely. I give him props. Also, the match started with a kick. It was a move that was outside of everything else. It started off with Brock trying to kick him. I was like, you know okay. I like that better. We, well, totally. You know, one thing we forgot to mention at Randy Orton versus Edge that just came to mind right now is All that Randy Orton wore pants at the beginning of the match. When do you ever see Randy Orton in pants? He did the whole cameraman thing. He spends all his time wearing no clothes. No and, clothes. All the time. And then and, WrestleMania, he wears pants? And pants and a hoodie. A full oh. hoodie, not like a shirt. Not, not, not even a sleeveless hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a full hoodie and pants. And it was just like, what is what is going on now? That's when you know shit's real with the coronavirus, yeah. dude. That Randy Orton's wearing full pants and hoodie and stuff. Uh, all right, any last thoughts on the show? Anything we missed? Anything you guys feel worth noting? I just uh, think it's, also, it's crazy to even think that like there was no uh, highlight package at the end of this WrestleMania. Well, uh, well, here's here's the Good other point. thing too. Like my big mentality coming out of tonight as well is, a lot of people are forgetting we have no raw after mania. Like we get a raw after mania, no. we're not getting a raw after mania. We are. Yeah, they t- they taped that. They taped it. Oh no no no! I but I think they treated the. No, no, I, no. I don't know, but I, I believe getting a raw after mania. But it's no, but I believe they treated it as such, like. 
again, no crap. It's one of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd it, makes the Rob Germania show for 100%. I hope yeah. that JBL still says the phrase like, oh, you know, it's Rob Germania. Just <laughs> up, everything's upside down. I, I, I'm genuinely no curious. Like, Ryan, do you know, are they going to have a, a some sort of Hall of Fame thing where it's going to be like, you know when in the Academy Awards when somebody couldn't make it to the set and so they're at their house with the <laughs> award? Are they going to do that, like, with the Hall of Fame? Like, is it going to be I was all, wondering like, the same thing. You know, like, I, I've, Erica asked me the same thing tonight. My dad texted me asking the same thing. Everyone's really wondering. I don't know. I heard the Bell Twins on their podcast. They were like, we don't know because the future is so uncertain. Like, we're just waiting to hear. I would have to guess SummerSlam if, like – That's my guess, too. Unfold? Yeah, I, I'm guessing Boston gets a lot. I mean, that's what the Bell Twins said on their podcast. They said that they've heard the rumor that – that SummerSlam is going to get postponed and move to SummerSlam, but there's been no official word because, I mean, like, it's the world's still crazy right now. Love that song. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, Jamie, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter at J A M I E underscore I O V I N E. On Twitter, you can find me at J A M I E I O V I N E on Instagram. Uh, no underscore there and uh same thing on facebook and um go to my, and same thing on youtube um i'm sporadically posting youtube uh videos that just to kill the time when i'm in quarantine so uh check it out and uh that's it how many white claws did you drink in total tonight including nine. this show we'll say nine for him actually kevin that may be it yeah, because you had six before. So how many you had during the show? Yeah, three. So it's nine. It's nine. All right. Good guessing, Kevin. The fact oh. that I was able to do my Instagram and IG, I mean, my IG and Twitter handles, like, back-to-back like that, I'm impressed by that. <laughs> That's why I knew when Jamie got to, like, when Jamie got near the end of this and he said that one comment about Inception, I was like, Jamie is drunk at this point. You know what he, I didn't what say anything about Oh, I was like, I didn't say anything about Inception. That was you. Oh, no, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, where can people find you on social oh, media? You guys can find me at Kevin Gets Rad cross platform. Uh, Kevin, how many white claws did you have tonight? I had like <laughs> so many. All of so them. Many. I had this so bottle many. of water. All the white claws in the world. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Jay's, where people find you on social media? Uh, that's at Chill Hartman, like Phil Hartman, but chill. Much more chill than Phil. Well, now, yes. Yeah, well, R.I.P. Uh, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> oh, you're back from space? Yeah, now I'm on vacation. Oh, it's so windy, though. Uh, it's a look- breeze. It's a gentle <laughs> breeze. You can find me on social media. I'm at Ryan Satin. Uh, the website is ProWrestlingSheet.com, at Wrestling Sheet on social media. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. The podcast feed, just search for Wrestling Sheet Radio. Make sure you subscribe, uh, follow, whatever, comment. Do what you can. We appreciate it. Okay, that's it. We're done. Same say we're officially tapping out. Ah! <laughs> Jamie is drunk. I'm ending I'm, this. Yeah, I'm grass. Um, until next time, stay out of the dirt <laughs> and keep your eye on sheep. You guys are the worst. Goodbye. <laughs>
It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.